Hey, my loves. Okay, you definitely, absolutely, okay, have to go check out Bourbon Bougie. Um, Earlier this morning, I came across her content. It just came up in my algorithm. And so um, I'm just waiting to fall back asleep. And I was like, oh, let me just go check out the rest of her channel. Y'all are going to love it. She is really good at the curating the content that she, you know, covering i want to play this for you real quick it's three minutes and 19 seconds in i was about maybe 30 seconds in but i said you know what f it let me just play it anyways y'all and and what kind of is interesting to me is um i this is my first time coming across her and in my mind i was thinking about how feminism has be benefited me and i feel like even for black women and so here she's talking about how feminine Feminism has improved the lives of all women. And I loved her entry. You're going to hear it in a little bit here. Um, but yeah, definitely go check her out. I've probably listened. And I like her, um, the videos. They're like one to two minutes long. And they're like different stories too about what we were talking about earlier, which was the hospice uh, wife or hospice uh, child. And um, yeah, let's get into it. If you are a woman, had a mom that's a woman, ever liked or loved a woman, I can show you how your life has improved or been better because of feminism. Before feminism, black women were relegated to mostly domestic service mm -hmm. and labor positions. Mm -hmm. um, maybe if they got lucky, they could be a teacher, a nurse, or an admin in some black um, establishment. Latinas were largely um, relegated to domestic service and agriculture. Asian women were basically working in garment districts. Um, they could probably get jobs if they were lucky in some admin role as well. Many of these jobs were exploitative and unsafe and basically paid pennies. Mm -hmm. um, with feminism, opportunities for women across the board opened up and with um, educational opportunities mm -hmm. our job opportunities opened up mm -hmm. in these jobs male supervisors could core sex for money and positions if your family needed that money what were, what were you to do women um, even more so non-white women were paid basically pennies and you can see that if you actually look up the labor statistics as far as income goes Women could be fired for getting pregnant, mm. gaining weight, mm. um, get, and getting older. Mm. And women couldn't work overtime. Feminists actually had to go to court to demand the opportunity to work overtime. Mm. Before 1965, <clears throat> women couldn't get a bank account without a man. Mm -hmm. Women um, usually had... I'm going before 1965, you guys, nine, that's <laughs> 1965. That's just recently around the corners. Maybe to work overtime. <sighs> Before 1965, <clears throat> women couldn't get a bank account without a man. Women um, usually had to have a man to sign a lease or a contract. Can you imagine you had to have a man to sign a lease? And this is going to be kind of interesting given that um, I think that 
in the black community our names are still on the leases type of a thing <laughs> let me leave that alone just contract they couldn't get a car a lot of times women couldn't be out in public without a man mm, mm, mm. women couldn't get credit in their own names mm. now let's talk about some um advances it no some issues that we had in medicine black and brown women were subject to medical atrocities mm -hmm. like sterilization mm -hmm. and unauthorized hysterectomy a matter of fact um i did a, a podcast on this one but um uh, hopefully the name will come back to me. But even the the woman that her her cells were used for the C nineteen vaccine, um, there was and I did a podcast on this. There was a a quote unquote hospital in the black neighborhood, um, but come to find out they were very exploitative of people who went there for medical treatment thinking they were getting medical treatment but they would do ex scientific experiments on them and what happened with this woman is she was being treated for cervical cancer but what they would do is they would put iron hot uh rods and extract her cervical um cells um not so much treating her but what they found out about her cells is that even to this day not only were her did her cells stay alive they would continue to replicate. And so um, the family uh, is in the process or has sued to, because um, the way it came up is years later in textbooks, they um, attributed, you know, a lot of the scientific advances in medicine to her. And it was a black woman. Um, there's actually se several documentaries on this too, but um, when you talk about medical apartheid, uh, those are some of the things that affected us as black women. Atrocities like sterilization and unauthorized hysterectomies. Um, some t black women were typically thought to be able to sustain, I mean, to be able to take pain better than other women. Black women may not have gotten anesthesia. Um, we are subject to poor service. And sometimes we would even be um, victims of sexual assault from doctors. Women couldn't get birth control without a man. They couldn't mm. get cert certain medical procedures without a man. Mm. Women could also be legally institutionalized if a man deemed her crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, and of course, before feminism, um, if you were married, you were legally that man's property. So he could assault you and basically sexually violate you because you were his. And what's so interesting is um uh, on Princella's uh, YouTube, she was showing a recent, uh, and I've talked about this too. I have a podcast that's up that says the black church will never, never address domestic violence in fact they're one of the major instigators of it they're huge on domestic discipline and the concept that the wife is a man's property and um there was uh a pastor uh talking about give me one second here um that it was it was wrong for a woman to claim that her husband raped her or you know uh, violated her um, because that's his wife. 
And and I think that's when I started to say more. It's kind of like, it's so important that, and and there's arguments, right? I'm making the point that, in my opinion, a man, it's difficult for men to be empathetic. Um, and for you to be empathetic, you kind of have to see that person as a human being. And there are arguments out there and assertions, and it's up to the men to disprove that they're incapable of being empathetic, but um, that show that they're not capable of seeing women as human beings with feelings, with emotions, um, and that no means no. But again, this is coming down from the pulpit, you know? And basically sexually violate you because you were his. So if you like any of those rights, or if you believe that the women in your family should like any of those rights, mm -hmm. your family has probably benefited from feminism. Yep. And I'm so grateful for just that. Go check her out. I'm going to take a screenshot and you're going to see her um, YouTube channel in the bottom. And um, it's okay. I'm, I don't think I want to make this clear because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Like I've mentioned before, I remember in college taking courses on feminism and just going with the flow you know, frontal lobe, not fully developed under the age of 25. So still, you know, going, I, I don't actually have a problem with university. I think if your mind is developing, then what better time to pursue higher education? And I don't believe that education can be wasted because there are still things that I learned like in micro and macroeconomics and accounting classes and, you know, even algebra and all these other things that still helped me to help shape my perspective from a from a better um stance a better approach right and so and then um as i started to become at that point where you know start to step into more of the pro black movement and and hearing some of the content of being part of the black community, I think at, a, at an adult level where it's kind of, you, you know, those conversations are happening to a different degree than, than I think the more mature um, women are, are able to process was feminism destroyed the home. Feminism is, you know, tore our families apart type of a thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never be a feminist. I, I remember one time I did a Facebook post and I was like, feminism destroyed our community. And I had to unlearn all the stuff they taught me in high, in college. Da, da, da. And so fast forward, you know, that's why these conversations time and time again are so important because I remember hearing from one of the, uh, women content creators and she wasn't angry about it or anything but she was able to explain how it benefited us especially as black women and how a lot of the things that a lot of women that are not you know black really do benefit 10 times more off of our backs really and sometimes it's it can get really disrespectful because um just because 
you're not experiencing it. People had to fight for those rights. People had to fight for those freedoms so that you could have those privileges, even though still in many cases, we're still kind of at the bottom rung of things, right? So yeah, moving from here on forward, like, let's just, you know, look at it for what it is. And you kind of have to start to question what what is someone's motive to try to convince you against your your own best interest, right? Because one of the terms that we were talking about earlier in the year, at least for me, is starting to identify women that are male identified. And they can be the prettiest, you know, woman with, you know, hair done, nails done, you know, look good, smell good. And then she opens her mouth and the rhetoric is male identified. And in fact, you know, we've talked about several of these um, people on, on in, oh, like, I think mostly through the summer, spring and summer, about how when, if you were to just close your eyes and listen to the talking points, you would start to realize that she's going against her own best interest, right? I don't have a problem with, um, you know, men being pro-men or anything like that. But if I do have a problem with women that are not pro-woman. They are more pro-man, right? At the expense of the woman. And a lot of times we vote against our own best interest. We go and, and, and keep bringing up Kanye. It's kind of like there's three black women in particular I um that they they come up on the algorithm and behind the ends and that behind the scenes. And it's kind of like, Kanye's an, a genius. He's a spiritual intellect. He is thinking on a spirit, higher spiritual plane, not bearing in mind that Kanye, he, he'd be telling you straight to your face, you don't have a seat at the table. And if, you know, and go makes it very clear that he's going to run your image through the mud, you know, type of thing. So, it's like, what happened? And, and this is so important as we're moving forward to, to figure out what the sisterhood looks like. You know? Um, oh. Oh, I'm going to stay. Um, uh, Princella did a really good podcast last night called Shanquala. No, no, no. Princella. Yeah. Princella did a really good uh, YouTube video titled Shanquala and the women in sheep's clothing. And one of the, you have to go check it out. Um, but one of the things that she said in there, and this is so profound and I think it's deep is, uh, the divide is not between the genders, between men and women. It's between women and women. So let that marinate for a little bit. All right, y'all. It is just six o'clock in the morning. Gonna go back and try to get a couple more hours of sleep. Um, but yeah, definitely go subscribe to your girl, Bourbon Bougie. I'm still going through her content, you know, but for the most part, I I like to learn things and I like to be informed. And so not only that, her content is like short, sweet, and to the point, um, I haven't moved over to the shorts yet, but at this point I've looked at like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, of her, of her short videos. 
that one being the longest of three minutes. So, until the next one, bye. And one more thing, one more thing. So, um, I've been talking about how even for part of the sisterhood, the the likes on the content, y'all, y'all are really stingy with those likes. It's free 99. Um, what I'm going to ask you to do is not only go and subscribe to your girl, uh, Bourbon Bougie, on the video, uh, 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 not only subscribe, but I want to see more likes on this video, the, the one that's titled Feminism Has Improved Everyone's Life. If you can agree, if you're one of my followers, I don't ask you for much. I don't give out my cash app. You know, it's I don't have any ratings, but if you wanted to give me like a late birthday present gift or if you're thankful or you're that type of person that likes to pay the energy forward, I know that um one of the things I want to revisit is even when it comes to quote unquote like tithes and offering or, you know, pouring into what pays you. I know um Angel by Fran or Fran Fran it has something angels by friend or something like that, but she talks a lot about this concept. So a lot of you don't necessarily go to church or pay tithes, but there's something about pouring back into people that uplift you spiritually, that raise your vibration, right? And um, a lot of you are wanting to manifest, you know, nice things and and wealth and health, but you're stingy with the with even with the likes. I listen. Go smash the like button. There's no reason she should only have 40 likes at this point. Um, I see some people made comments, so I'm just going to go ahead and like those comments too. And this is so weird because people just, I don't, I don't know what in the hell. I'm not even going to read that. That's just dumb. She never said anything about, about that. Anyways. Y'all go like, uh, go subscribe, go uh, hit the like button on that video. Bye.